0: Three,
1: two, one. Hello, everyone. I'm Anshika. And I'm and We both are students of Takshashila and are part of its graduate course in public policy. We thought of doing a podcast on getting to know more about a topic by understanding it in all aspects. And hence, we are calling it Let's Understand It podcast.
0: Our first topic is the topic that's talk of the town, agriculture and farmers. And considering that India is called a Krishi Pradhan Desh, uh, and we all wrote essays on it when we were young, but uh, to be frank, I truly never understood any key meaning around it. Um, however, we got to know really, uh, you know, key things and got our thinking challenged while submitting an assignment for the course to go deep into the agrarian economy, its constituents, our farmers, their challenges, and everything around it.
1: Tarik it uh, so a very basic question to you first, since you are very intrigued about it. Do you know how many people are engaged in farming today?
0: Yes, Anshika. Um, India has, I think, around 145 million people engaged in agricultural activities, and farming is just one of them. Um, these farmers are categorized uh, as per the understanding based on their land holdings. And what was surprising to me was that close to 85% of these farmers that's about close to 125 million uh, people fall under the small and marginal farmers category. This did not reveal much, but reading more about the land holding explained a lot of their troubles.
1: I'm aware of this fact that most farmers who are small own less than two acre, and those who are marginal farmers own less than one acre of land.
0: Yeah, and the question that kept coming back to me was that you know why does the land holding matter so much and how does it change their lives?
1: Oh, okay. I can explain that a bit. Uh, I was reading an article on Gaon Connection where they explained this very well. So, say there is a paddy growing area and there is a research uh, there have been research on agricultural productivity of the land holdings and they see that one acre of land can produce around 1,000 kgs per uh, per acre. And uh, uh, and when the uh, milling ratio of India's good quality rice is around 65 to 70%, which means even after processing, one will only get around 670 kg of milled rice from one acre of land. Now, if you see, an uh, average five-member family would at least need 700 kg of rice. And now... Uh, these farmers are not even able to uh, grow that much land in an year for their own consumption.
0: Mm, that's interesting. So you're saying that uh, the number 700 kgs may look uh, big in terms of yield, uh, but it's even difficult to kind of sustain their own family's consumption. And that's where I think the problems start. And the, the hard fact and the big issue is that um, you know, when we were researching that, even according to the NSSO data, the annual income of these farmers only touches about 72,000 rupees, right? Which is what, a meager 6,000 rupees a month uh, uh, to support their own families. And this is highly skilled work, right? Sometimes everybody in the family is involved in, uh, in producing that, uh, that yield, right?
1: True, In fact, when I was reading an article on PRS Legislative site, I realized that uh, initially the contribution of agriculture was around fifty percent of our GDP in the nineteen fifties. But if we look today, as mm-hmm. in just four years back, it reduced to around sixteen percent.
0: Oh, that's 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 a steep decline, right? And I understand that in the fifties, probably you know we were. We were only dependent on agriculture. Uh, And, you know, now a lot of other activities have, you know, we've also progressed as a country. Um, Let's deep dive a little into India's production of food grains and what we've learned about, I think, the agricultural heat. Um, If you look at India's production of food grains, right, it has been increasing every year. And uh, what was interesting to read is that India is among the top producers of several crops, including wheat, rice, pulses, Uh, even cotton and sugarcane, and um, we are the highest producer of milk, uh, the second highest producer of fruits and vegetables, Uh, but if you draw a comparison with the agricultural yield, which is basically the quantity of a crop produced per unit of land, it's found to be lower in case of most crops that we mentioned, Um, and, and even if you compare it with top producing countries like China, Brazil, and United States. So although one may say that India ranks third in the production of rice, for example, it is yield is lower than Brazil, China, and the US. Uh, and and while, while studying, we did realize that the same trend is observed for even pulses, uh, where we are the second highest producer. So, so what are the factors, Anshika, do you think which affect land productivity uh, uh, you know, that, that we just spoke about, you know, about the agricultural yield?
1: So one of the key factors which affect the agricultural uh, productivity in India is actually the decreasing size of of the agricultural land holdings.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: As in the families get divided and then the land holdings, if there was even a big farmer, his land holding now uh, is divided among his sons. So basically everybody just own one acre of land. So they're not able to cultivate it well. Then there is also this continued dependence on monsoon irrigation supplies in india is uh, have been inadequate and there have been uh, since we have used fertilizers in uh, not in a proper fashion mm. the yield and the quality of the soil has reduced and modern technology if you see the farmers of our country are still not aware of it okay. Okay. and because these farmers have very uh, small acre of land they even find it difficult to get uh, agricultural credit because the, uh, because the bank needs some assurance that they'll be able to pay back. And that's why they are reluctant to give a loan to these small farmers. Mm. And even the government agencies, how much can they procure? Uh, so they are also not able to procure much. So all these aspects lead to uh, farmers not getting a good income and decreasing our land productivity, etc.
0: Yeah, and while we cannot control monsoons, I'm sure there are many other factors that can be managed well, right? Um, I want to speak a little about these small land holdings that we've been discussing and how uh, the small and marginal farmers, you know, with this fragmented smaller pieces of land, you know, which you spoke about, you know, how the land holdings get further fragmented and divided, you know. Um, how how they face a number of issues um you know uh, whether it is using uh, mechanization or irrigation techniques and uh, uh, and I think to delve deeper into it the, the smaller land holdings are either the fragments of the larger holdings what you mentioned right which have been passed on within the family or have been probably informally leased by a large, holder to, to farmers who cultivate these holdings, right? And sometimes they don't even have formal lease agreements, right? Uh, uh, the other problem I, I felt that, you know, while reading was that, uh, highlighted was that there is an absence of uh, land records, right? Which then does not allow these farmers to, uh, to access formal credit. You touched upon it when you were speaking as well, right? And therefore uh, not being eligible for government benefits. Um, And those benefits can include your input subsidies or crop insurance schemes and so on and so forth. So the problem basically starts at that small land base itself, right?
1: Right, Chital. And like most of the farmers uh, are not able to get this agricultural credit. So then they resort to taking uh, loans from uh, people in the village and then they have to pay a huge amount of interest. So it adds up to their debt the reason uh, farmers need a lot of credit is because they need in the short terms to purchase this inputs for weeding, harvesting, sorting, and transporting. And in long term, they need it for investing in agricultural machinery. Hmm. But the problem is that they are not able to avail this uh, credit because they have a small
0: land holdings. Yeah. Yeah. And And then we were also reading that how, you know, the informal credit mechanism actually puts them in a vicious circle, right? Uh, where if they're not able to pay back the loans, um, you know, uh, the, the, the interest rates are so high, you know, between the formal banking credit that you get, which will be about 12 to 14%, and, you know, in informal system, you could be getting at a 40%, 50% interest rate. So it's, it's really a problem statement is what I see. I think the other problem, uh, not just this, right? I mean, one is that, let's say you, even if you get informal credit, but the the quality of seeds, which is basically a great input, uh, you know, which is necessary for your agricultural productivity that we spoke in the beginning, right? Um, uh, As per the Ministry of Agriculture and Farmer Welfare, uh, the quality of seed also accounts for about 20 to 25% of the crop productivity. Now, though the private sector has started to play a role here in supplying some seeds, uh, such as hybrid maize, cotton, sunflower, bajra, uh, but I think still the cost of these varieties is too high, specifically if we talk about marginal and small farmers, right? Uh, and, and it then further disincentivizes them uh, from purchasing these varieties. Uh, in fact, I was reading up that the, uh, the 2015 and 16 economic survey Uh, also recommended uh, that, you know, government should try and bring in more players into the production of seeds uh, so that, you know, we can improve the availability in the market and also, uh, you know, in turn, probably reduce their prices as well.
1: So, Chitir, I was also reading about the problems in crop insurance system. Mm.
0: You know,
1: there has been inadequate coverage of insurance, uh, assessment of extent of damages being done in case of crop uh, losses has been pretty slow, claims have not been settled for the farmers for the longest time. So,
0: and though there th- exist schemes, right? Is there yeah, exists-
1: there exist schemes. So, in two thousand sixteen, the government actually came up with a scheme called as Pradhan Mantri Fasal Bima Yojana. What they tried and did was there were so many other schemes which they tried to take the good part of all those schemes and start one scheme. And the scheme actually covered all the farmers, including tenant farmers, share croppers. So this was actually quite a good scheme. And it covered a whole range of crops, including cereals, pulses, oil seeds, vegetables. Mm-hmm. And according to a PIB release, which I recently read, it said that even during a COVID lockdown, nearly 70 lakh farmers actually benefited out of it. And around claims around 8,000 crores were transferred to the beneficiaries. I think this is a quite good scheme.
0: Yeah, I think there have been interventions is what uh, we we have been able to see, right? Uh, I think there was a committee on financial inclusion from RBI, which also said that they recommended that the credit eligibility certificates could be issued uh, which could also act as lease certificates right to tenant farmers and then could enable landless cultivators to obtain agricultural credit, you know, to the point that we spoke earlier also. And um, uh, it basically also recommended that RBI could issue uh, guidelines to banks to give loans to farmers against these certificates, right. So I think uh, what 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 the crux comes out is that, There have been multiple problem statements, which I think are are marginal small farmers are plugged with, uh, right? And um, uh, there are millions of these farmers for whom the, the problem statements need to be solved for, because they're only dependent on their land holding currently for the livelihood, right?
1: Yeah, so there are many problems which we need to solve. The government has to actually first Firstly, try to increase the income of the farmers uh, because only then can we dream to become a dollar five trillion economy. Because yeah. if farmers don't get the money they deserve, then India also cannot
0: progress. True that. True that. Very well said, Anshika. There, and I think um, this is all that we have for today. What we could understand from a problem statement perspective. Uh, We'll try and get into some other, uh, you know, related issues with agriculture and with our farmers in our next podcast. Uh, Let's understand it. Thank you for listening to us.